This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 45 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. How are you? Good. Pumped to continue on with our summer series, Shallow Dive, into some stocks that have been suggested by our Equity Mates community. So I'm really enjoying this series also really enjoying a bit of time off, to be honest. So um, (laughs) it's been a busy year. So Ren, today a listener has recommended, I think this came in a couple of times and it's one of the darling stocks of the ASX 2019 and that is Apen. Or Appen. Or Appen, unsure. Yes. I'm I'm saying Apen. All right, I'll say Appen. Okay. (laughs) It's a tech stock. It's one of the WAX stocks. So we have WiseTech, Afterpay, Apen, Appen, and zero. Yeah. Yeah. So has had a, a very good year in terms of share price growth. It has. It has. So Apen in a very important space at the moment, and that's data, all things data. We know how important data is to businesses at the moment or everyone really. It's a huge industry. And Apen play in this space by providing, I guess, machine learning and artificial intelligence products and helping improve the quality of data for businesses so that they can then feed that into their systems. Yeah, what they do is they get images, audio, video, all that stuff, compile it, tag it. And then they give it to the Googles and the Amazons and the Facebooks of this world to train their AI and machine learning algorithms on these massive data sets that Appen create. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly laborious work. Yeah, yeah. It's it's seen as a tech stock and it gets valued as a tech stock, probably fair enough, but it is a manual job. Very manual. Yeah. And And you can't get algorithms to do it because you you need it to be done by humans to then train the algorithms. Yeah. Because if the algorithms screw it up, then you can't train the algorithms correctly. Yeah. So let's address that firstly. Started researching this and I had no idea really. I knew what they did, but didn't know that they actually crowdsource their their employee base to do that. So they have over... 
a million remote workers yeah. around the world helping them with their services. And to your point, Ren, that might be labeling photo after photo that this is a tree, this is a tree, this yeah. is a tree. <laughs> yeah. it, well, you know, this is off topic, but you know how when you had to use to prove that you weren't a robot and you had to put that string of random yes. numbers and letters? Yes. That was actually crowdsourcing a data set to train AI. Yes. And now, you know how you have to click the photos that, you know, have a straight sign or a crosswalk or whatever? That's the same thing. Essentially, they're using it, one, as a security mechanism, but they're using us to crowdsource what app and do here to train AI. Yeah, I mean, there's many ways in which you can do it. And Appen have just gone with the, well, let's crowdsource a million people around the world. So their whole aim is to, I guess, improve the relevance of, of this search data. So that, as you said, Ren, Google, when we when we as a consumer search, we're going to get more relevant search results coming through. And they use real people to sit there and plug in this. Now, my question is, who says that the person's right? Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think they then have people that check it. Oh, they've got a Another yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality control. <laughs> but their million contractors are spread across 130 countries and 180 languages. So even just the quality control piece would be a nightmare. Crazy. And yeah. so there's a guy called, don't have his surname, apologies, but Kerry, who oversees the recruitment of the crowds. So he's, wow. a, crowd, he's a crowd recruiter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How weird is that? Surely these days it would just be like ads on freelancer, Fiverr, like all those sites and it's just like want to make money from home, want to, you know, sit in your pyjamas and get paid a good wage, like just label photos for us. Oh, yeah, but you've got to be, I guess, a particular person to enjoy that. <laughs> do, you, I mean... do you watch YouTube all day? <laughs> watch our videos instead and get paid for it. Yeah, true. <laughs> so a really interesting business model. I guess it lends itself to be able to scale because uh, there's more than a million people out in the world. They'd probably become a tipping point, I guess, but certainly in the right space. The reason that I say that is because even in my, my line of work where we're exposed to artificial intelligence and the growth, but we are also in a position where we know our data is not up to scratch in terms of uh, being able to feed into these artificial intelligence systems with relevance. And I can understand how important it is to have data that is relevant, clean, and ready for use in these AI sort of technologies. Yeah. So they service eight of the top 10 technology companies in the world. I don't think they tell us which eight, but I mean, we could probably have a crack. Google, Facebook, Amazon, Alibaba, Tencent. Oracle. You reckon Oracle? (laughs) Maybe. It's up there. (laughs) IBM? Like, they're doing a bunch of stuff with AI, like... Yeah, you you could just assume that it's most of the big... Snap. (laughs) (laughs) Airbnb, maybe? Who knows? Airbnb IPOing next year. Yes, big, big. Anyway, uh, that's off topic. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, super, super interesting company and one that is Australian-based, which is exciting. It's in the information technology sector on the ASX. It is, it is. And it has had stunning growth over the last few years. The last three years, it's grown its net profit after tax at about 60% per year which is pretty good. Yeah. Has had another earnings upgrade in November. I think it's had three earnings upgrades of late. And as we keep hearing from our expert investors, stocks that continually 
upgrade their earnings, continually have positive news for the market, tend to continue to do so. Absolutely. It is a company that is well situated in a strong area of the market. And let's not kid ourselves, the market is definitely pricing some of that in, but we'll get to that in a sec. If you're going to start a business, training AI in you know 2020 is not a bad one to do. If they're relying on crowdsource people to actually do the work, what what's stopping someone else coming in and doing this? What's their differentiating factor? What's their moat? Yeah. The fact that they have the millions of contractors and their established data sets. Like, I guess if you and I were going to try and start this from scratch, there would be a lot of work that goes into it before we even can start trying to sell into I can, Amazon. I can tell you what a tree is. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us what it is in 180 different languages? <laughs> That's a good point. Fair call. <laughs> what I would be worried about if I was Appen is similar to what I was talking about before about how I don't know the company that did it, but the company that used this security mechanism of us having to put in those random strings of numbers and letters to train their AI to recognize numbers and letters, I would be worried that someone else comes up with something like that, that you know uses an existing part of the internet that we all interact with and then finds a way to use that to train AI. And what that is, I, I don't really know. Well, the company that run that robot thing that you're talking about is still innovating ways to do it. There's an interesting Planet Money episode on it. I can't remember what the actual piece of technology is called, but they're still innovating around ways in which they can continue. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, interesting. I mean, like, you know, if Apple are like, everyone puts their passcode in their phone hundreds of times a day, rather than using a passcode, will get them to do something to train AI. I don't know. <laughs> what happens when you're drunk and you're like, I can't work this out? Yeah, and then One, how, two, do you three, know, how do you know it's actually the owner of the phone putting the exactly, code in? If, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's not a great idea, but <laughs> no. you know where I'm going. Like, you find a common point and then you use that. Yes. Yeah. The reason I ask about its moat is because they spent $175 million acquiring figure eight which was another crowdsourced annotation, data annotation company. And my thinking is, are they just on a, on a rampage now or are they just out there to acquire anything that sort of starts up in this area just to be an ab- absolute monopoly? Because I'm sure from what I imagine, it's something that is going to become more and more important as time goes on. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think there is a benefit to scale and you know, with existing contracts with big companies, you know, like let's say Google are like, we want to, to your point about identifying trees, we want to be our AI to be able to identify every single tree in existence in every single language. If you and I had a startup that was then tasked with getting the data sets ready to train the AI or Appen was tasked with that, that same thing, like they would just, because of their scale and because of their established network, they would turn that around a lot quicker than us. Yeah. And so it's not an insurmountable moat, but it is a nice little head start to have. Maybe then the, the business that we need to start is purely niche and just do trees. Trees. <laughs> <laughs> and nail it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've established that they're in a, a great industry, great area, and they're in, in high demand. And to your point, Ren, we could probably move more towards the financial side now. They've had phenomenal growth 
Phenomenal yeah. guys. So top line, their revenue over the last few years, calendar year 15, 82 million to 110 million to 166 million to 364 million, which has been a nice trajectory. As I said before, with their net earnings growing at about 60% a year from 8 million in calendar 2015 to 41.7 million in calendar year 2018. Really strong. If we talk about valuing this company, Let's do it. It's $2.7 billion market cap. Quick question though, with that sort of market cap, I still classify this as a growth stock. Where, where do you kind of see it? Fitting? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The market definitely values it as a growth stock. Yeah. So if we start with the relative valuation, just looking at its price to earnings, yep. 56. Yes. Um, which is high. Yes, sector PE for IT at the moment. Now, considering that the IT industry in Australia, not as significant as it is over in the US. So the sector PE is 22.87. Okay, so- So significantly more expensive than a lot of the competitors in the space, but you need to also consider what are its competitors deemed to be, and they're not the growth stocks that we're sort of seeing in the wax, that's for sure. Yeah. So on a relative basis, it's- expensive. Yes. But I guess if you compared it to some of its US peers, it would be less so. Like the 50 PE isn't out of out of line. Yes. There is a question about some of the reasons that you can give software-based companies such a high PE is some of the unique points of software that it's highly scalable at a low incremental cost. I would argue that Appen's cost structure is a little bit different. And so maybe doesn't justify the same PE going forward unless you can justify some of the growth numbers. It's also worth pointing out that companies like this that are very much in early growth stage, strong growth stage, PE is not really used as uh, a price, as a fair value indicator. Um, It's also tough to be talking about value when you're talking about growth stocks like this because you have to make some pretty decent assumptions. So let's give it a crack run. So after relative, we will look at discount cash flow. And if people want a refresher on these different valuation metrics, we did a valuation episode mid-December before we started this summer series. But if we have a crack at it, so I think this might be a good one to unpack some of the assumptions in discount cash flow because yes. you can play with the numbers and you can get uh, very different you numbers. You can massage these <laughs> as, as much as you want. But let's start the last three years, the earnings have grown at 60%. Realistically, 10 years of 60% growth is not going to happen. Like, it's just- It'd be unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's say, let's let's use five years. Let's say it can continue that growth rate for five years, which is probably still quite ambitious, but let's start there. So, the earnings per share number without any non-recurring items is 41 cents. If we say the 10% discount rate, which is the rate we're always using, and we say five years of growth at 60%, which is just so ambitious, and then inflation after that, I get $26.16. Okay, so $26.16, it's currently trading at 22 bucks, so slightly undervalued yeah, 20, on those current numbers. Twenty two ninety five. Just want to circle back and say that all these numbers that we're talking about, particularly earnings per share, you can find on Yahoo Finance or Google, anything like that. So very easy to do this calculation yourself. And we're using a website called gurufocus.com to get our discount cash flow calculator. Now, Ren, so you've gone 60% growth over the next five years. Yeah. If we were to stick with the 10-year... <laughs> 
<laughs> period that we've been using yeah. to, throughout these episodes, we come to a valuation, current fair value of $97. No, uh, no, no. Sorry, that's with a 50%. If I throw in 60% of $177.54. That's the beauty of compounding. (laughs) So this just goes to show the difference that your assumptions can make in a discount cash flow model. All of a sudden, we've gone from a value of $26 or or whatever it was to a value of $177 purely by changing the assumption that it's going to grow at that rate for a longer period of time. So Ren, my second question then would be, Rather than change the growth rate from a 10-year period to a five-year period, why not change the growth rate itself to be more realistic over a longer period? Yeah, I mean, we can definitely do that. If we have a crack at that, and let's say 25%. Yeah. So let's say 10 years at 25%, everything else stays the same. You get a fair value of $19.29, which is below the share price currently, but it's sort of in the in the range. Yeah. Because there's so many assumptions that you can sort of throw in and you can really like we can make it align with the $22.95 it's trading at now. A way to just strip away the assumptions and just think about what the market is telling you is based on the discount rate that you're willing to give it and stuff like that is what's the required growth rate based on the current share price. So that's the reverse DCF. And if we leave everything the same, so we're looking at after 10 years, we go to inflation, we have a discount rate of 10%. The market is saying that the company needs to grow its earnings per share at 27.59% over the next 10 years to justify that cost. And look, that's probably not outrageous given the last few years, although sustaining that kind of growth rate over 10 years, you know, when you're double your size, triple your size becomes harder. So that's one valuation method. Do you have a Morningstar one for this? I do have a Morningstar one for this and they've come in at a fair value of $24.02. Morningstar have been bullish. They've been above the share price for every company that we've looked at so far. I think there's a couple that we'll dig into in this series that they don't. But yeah, so far, whoever's running the numbers, the quant guy, (laughs) he's feeling good. He is, he is. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, they reckon that it's trading. Well, we, we know that it's trading within a range that they think is fair value. Yeah. So then the other way that we have spoken about is this Roger Montgomery method where you look at the book value per share and then you look at how the company earns a return on equity based on that, and then you value the company based on those metrics. Under that model, Appen's current book value per share is $3.79, and its return on equity as an average over the last four years is 32%. So the last thing you need to do is look at how much of its earnings it paid out in dividends and how much it retained. We can see that Last year, it paid out 19% of its earnings as dividends. So you plug that in and you look in Roger Montgomery's book for the tables that he's got there, and you can see that the fair value that it spits out is $24.34, which means the company right now is a little bit cheaper than expected. To give you a comparison, if you plugged in all the same numbers, but you dropped the return on equity from 32% that it's averaging over the last four years, to 25%, all the other numbers stay the same, you get a fair value of $17.77. So the value drops about seven bucks. And that's because over time, if it's earning a lower return on equity, then every year it's going to be compounding at a lower rate. Makes sense. 
So in terms of Outlook, Ren, they gave us a full year guidance in November that came through. Well, it was a, an improvement, I guess. They're expecting year on year growth to be between 34 and 38%. So to your point, I think we worked out the need 27% growth over 10 years or whatever it was. Yeah. So on track. On tra- year one. <laughs> year one. Year one. And obviously that's being driven by their content relevance service, which is one of the biggest parts of their business. So Outlook is pretty positive. I'm very keen to keep an eye on this one. I, lo- I love all the wax companies, especially as, as their homegrown Aussie tech success stories. And this one, I'm sort of kicking myself that I didn't pick up on it and do this sort of research two years ago or so, but always opportunities. That's um, right, mate. You just got to find the next one. Exactly. Yeah. So where do you think, Ren, anything else from you before we talk about circle of confidence? No. Well, where does this fall in your circle of confidence? I think obviously we don't understand, or well, I don't understand the intricacies of AI, but I do understand the intricacies of just labeling data. data yeah. And so I guess the question then becomes, what's the value of that? Like what the business actually does is quite simple to understand. So I think, yeah, it's, it's within the circle of competence. There's obviously some questions around how does that translate into creating value for these other companies that are selling into and stuff like that. But it's not like you need to understand the intricacies of AI and machine learning to understand how what the value of the data that is creating yeah is yeah no I, I agree i think in terms of understanding what their business model is pretty straightforward and to be honest it's something that's pretty interesting to me as well so i'm sure if we spent a bit more time digging into it we'd get to understand it fairly well so we'll leave it there always good chatting stocks friend we'll uh, continue next episode sounds good thanks for listening to equity mates investing podcast a production of equity mates media please remember that everything you hear in equity mates investing podcast is general advice only The content has been prepared without knowing your personal objectives, specific financial circumstances, or goals. The host of Equity Mates Investing Podcast may maintain positions in the companies discussed. Before considering any investment, please read the product disclosure statement and consider speaking to a licensed financial professional. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.